Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Suggested. This time, not just one, not just two, but three movie reviews with Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens. That that really may actually be the first time we've... It's a threefer. It is a threefer. I like, mean, we've done a couple twos. Do we have to save one for next week or... I don't... It, it's our show. Yeah. And like, even if to. there were rules, we would be the ones that would be able to rewrite them. So, I mean, yeah. I... As one of the people in charge of the show, I, I'm going to go ahead and say, we can do three if we want yeah. to. Like, And I still don't know if we did Green Book or if we simply Playbook, Green Book, Green Play, what? Green Play? I don't think we actually ever did it. We I think, had conversations about it. But I don't remember if we recorded those conversations. <laughs> we should really get into a Nixon situation where we're just recording all of our conversations. <laughs> but then, then somehow we accidentally incriminate ourselves and be- get impeached. So I mean, maybe it's maybe it's best we don't. A Nixon situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yes, very much so. We're just going around recording literally everything that we do. Well, it amuses us. I mean, there's there's going to probably be an awkward twenty three, twenty two hours worth of material. But like, I guarantee you, we can get a solid. Two hours out of a day, at least. Oh. At least. And that's just walking away and listening to our kids talk to each other. Oh, my goodness. Like, if if you don't have kids, they're a wealth of everything. Like, <laughs> happiness, torment. Like, Viruses. Uh, disease. Like, yeah, just, whatever, yeah. whatever you can think of, like, you get it in spades. Like, do you like laundry? Because now you have Five times the laundry. Uh-huh. Do you like to clean? Because now you have six times to clean. But to hear them have conversations with each other is sometimes just so funny. Because you forget that you're not, that's not your perspective, like so, anymore. So today, my youngest had to have a lot of blood work because she has the flu again. And so I'm about to go into this story of how many times I had to give so many vials of blood in order to even have her and yada, yada, yada. And I said, you know... And she goes, uh, I know, I know. Are you going to say that giving blood, not giving, having your blood taken to be tested, whatever that, you know. Drawing blood. Drawing blood. Yeah. I said, uh, you know what's worse than that? And she goes, um, getting a camera up your butt? And the nurse about lost it. And she goes, yeah, I think you're right. You're on. Pinpoint, right on the nose. On the nose. <laughs> And I said, well, that happens to everyone. Do they ask you to smile when they do it? Like, where did this come from? It's just, <laughs> just there. But hey, why talk about a movie? First, let's do a real quickie on Green Book. Green Book? Just in case. Uh, it is It's a with solid. Uh, well, uh, Viggo Mortensen. Who, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who, if uh, you will recall, was Aragorn in Lord I of the Rings. I swear to God Rings. we had this conversation and it was recorded. We, I, I don't think we did. I think it was in the car. Unless, uh, unless again, you are Nixoning us and well, you did record it. Huh, well, if I did record it, I didn't share it with or, anyone. Or maybe Jim. Is, he's, <laughs> he's in that Nixon okay. situation. Well, in the event... That we both forgot about putting it in the podcast. Tell me, I've seen scenes from it now. I am aware. Uh, the Green Book is in reference to a pamphlet um, that African Americans used to have to travel with. If they wanted um, to sleep in a hotel, this was still at a point when it was widely 
still in practice. In America? Yeah, America. Really? Yes. I've you, never heard of that. You basically... But then um, again, I'm not... They no. were alternate lodgings if, uh, like, if you're in this city, these are the ones that mm-hmm. will um, service you. Okay. Um, and the... Uh, uh, Vigo Mortensen, to my knowledge, is not African-American. Right. How does this work? Because he is the driver of the African-American in this one. He is a uh, ah. concert pianist. And he is Vigo doing... Mortensen is. No, he okay. is the driver okay. of the concert <laughs> um, Because in the trailer, Vigo Mortensen looked like, you know, uh, a boxer. Uh, yes, he, he kind of, he went... Um, he went all De Niro. Yes, he that's actually... He did the full De Niro. Yes, like, I <laughs> mean, honestly... DiCaprio. Or it's just 20 years after The Lord of the Rings, and they're like, well, you don't have to fight off uh, Mordor anymore. You can you can let yourself go if you want. Okay, now I do remember that, and when I saw the trailer, I thought even Viggo Mortensen, air quotes, letting himself go, still not, not so bad. Yeah, really. It's like, just a- <laughs> even, even though he is not in like Aragorn, like fighting off like the you know he's the fires in of his Mount Doom jeans. No, um, but like he's still kind of working it. Like, yeah. Kind of like okay, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin in the the late eighties, early nineties was dreamy. Like, and I can even I can even say that he, he really was. He was up there with Bradley Cooper dreaminess. Just wow. And like, although Alec Baldwin is not quite in like that shape, he's not. Um, what what was he in his thirties at that point? Am I right? That I sounds about right. Yeah, sure. Anyways, Alec Baldwin aged very well. Like, yes, not not. Even when he was overweight in 30 Rock, he looked great. I'm just saying, like, some people just, they can pull it off. And Viggo Mortensen, like, <laughs> he he's yeah. working it. Okay. So, uh, he drives the pianist, Who's not doing, Adrian Brody. Um, who is doing a uh, tour through the southeastern part of the United States. Okay. And this is during the 60s. Mm-hmm. So it's not exactly the most welcome point uh, for an African-American, however educated, or the fact that he's been invited to these very, like, uh, very, very, like, uppity, like, establishments. Again, and he's playing, like, classics, like, at this point. But even in those cases, he's not allowed to stay at those hotels. Even at mm-hmm. one of the places that he's playing, he is able to entertain them. He's on the stage. Um, he is the guest of honor. But he's not allowed to eat at the establishment that he's playing at. Just hearing, I know that this existed, but still to hear it blows my mind. And granted, I'm Whitey McWhite a lot. This didn't happen to me. And I would never treat anyone like that. But it it fascinates me. It seems preposterous. Yeah, it seems preposterous. That you ever had, like, that that was socially, I could just be like, oh, well, you can't. Uh, another scene in the movie, like uh, at one of the, uh, he's playing at a a plantation, or it was a former plantation. Mm-hmm. Like um, he's playing, like, and he needs to use the restroom before he's going to play for this group of rich, like upper class mm-hmm. people. And he's like, oh, well, you can use that. And there's an outhouse. Again, he's in a tuxedo. He is about to play a piano that has been brought in by his specific, like, m- several thousand dollar, like, piano. They won't let him use the bathroom in the house that they've invited to him to to play like the piano. Like just 
And, and they don't see anything wrong with it. They're just like, oh, yeah. well, yeah, but. I wonder, to- not being an adult raised in that situation, and I don't, I'm sure however I say it, it's going to come out wrong, but you know, when you you grow up hearing the same thing, sometimes you don't stop to think about it. It's like, okay, so, if, if you grew up and like, instead of putting like butter and sugar in your grits, like you put something else in there, you wouldn't know that that was, you're saying like, the the environment that you grow up in is what's going to establish your right. your preconceptions. And so, I what I'm trying to say is those people who are raised in that environment who who find that normal. I'm talking about the white people. Uh, what's their rationalization once they're you know older and can go? Huh? Wait a minute. Is it? Because they clearly rationalized. Is this based on a true story, by the yes, way? Yes. So they clearly rationalized this man's it's, talent. Yeah, the matter of fact, they wrap it up at the end, like so and so. Like they lived to this age. They oh, did they this. animal housed it. Okay. Well, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Except Animal House is not based on a true story. For anybody that's like, oh, I did not know the National Lampoon's Animal House. But at the end, they say was what based, happened. It was based on a true. They story. say what happened. That's good to know. I just, I don't know, you know, if I was like a 20-year-old who hopefully, was raised like that and Hopefully thought, oh, I would be on good. the correct end of history thinking, right. there's something wrong here, we need to change I simply this. don't understand it, and I know what happened, and I was, there we go. Anyway, uh, side note, there is a documentary on the legendary singer, Sam Cooke, who I knew about and loved, sitting on the dock of the bay, Sam Cooke, did not know from the business end, what he did for African-American performers regarding exactly what you're talking about. Because Sam Cooke became such a huge star and embraced by white America, he had the pull to say, no. I'm going to do this, and if you don't like it, I'm not going to play. I mean, and what he did was uh, amazing. And uh, and then uh, ridiculous how he died. Um, no doubt it was the mob. But anyway, uh, that's a side note, and it is very, very good. One one side fact, and this doesn't have anything specifically to do with the movies, or the movie. Um, one of the Fairley brothers of Dumb and Dumber, mm-hmm. Me, Myself, and Irene, Kingpin, all of those, is the one that co-wrote and directed this Okay, are you sure movie. we didn't do this podcast? I, I'm, right. I'm certain of it. Okay. But I'm just, I, I, I looked at that name after the movie was over, because I always look at the credits, and I just went, Swear There's, to God. there is no way. Well, they did. There's no way. So it was a good movie. Yeah. Like, my, my parents had actually seen it while they were in California. It does seem like a grown-up parents movie. They told, they told me that I should watch it, so then uh, Kristen and I, Went to go see it, and both of us, like I said, it's just, you, you you feel, it makes you feel good, like, to to see, like, breaking down, like, those boundaries, mm-hmm. uh, to understand that this is, not not the part of it, not the negative aspects right. of it, like, the, but the fact that it's a true story, and that, like, these are the people that help kind of push those preconceptions out of the way, that even if it was socially acceptable, they're still going... Okay, no, that's not okay. If I can play here, I can eat here. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with. I'm playing here. I can use the bath the bathroom uh-huh. in the house. Like just that's yeah. I could go on. I simply don't understand. I, I that. think we, we've we've said what ne- we we're going to keep repeating it. But yeah. like it's just it's it's a it's a it's a good movie. Um, it's a it's a fascinating subject. Isn't it up for Oscarage? 
I don't remember the the ones, but it is up for Something. a couple of. Okay, yes. so uh, Green Book, if it's still around, go see it. If not, see it when it comes out. But it's a, a good grown-up movie based on a true story. Okay, now, I'm going to say based on a true story, but I think it is not. Uh, Isn't It Romantic came out on Valentine's Day. And though I do love a good rom-com, in my mind, they star Cary Grant and Katherine Hepburn and things like that. The later ones, I do enjoy witty repartee. Define but define later ones for me. Like when you say anything that. after nineteen fifty. So virtually the, most of the yes. talkies. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> most of the talkies. Yes. Yes. Precisely. It's just if it's clever and funny. Then yes, I like it. I don't really care what the story is. If it's clever and funny and well acted, blah blah blah, I I enjoy that. Um, for some people, they find a Twilight a rom com. I just find it a com. But whatever. Speaking of Twilight, it it bother, and this is somewhat connected to film. So I'm going to bring it up here. Robert Pattinson is being apparently spoken to by Warner Brothers about being Batman right now. Okay, Kristen Stewart is also in the running to be Batgirl. I can't no, tell you no, how much no, no. I need this not to happen. Listen, I dealt I I I dealt with like the the Twihards, okay? Like y'all had your thing, I left it alone. Um if anybody asked me about it, I commented, I need them to get off Batman immediately. <laughs> I I I'm sure they're taking notes. Like hashtag Warner Brothers like I I need I need you to I need you to stop. Like, I don't know if this is a really early April's Fool's Day joke, but I can't have this. Like, you you took Affleck away from me, and I, I wasn't okay with that. Like, we're not getting a Justice League 2, and I'm dealing with that. Like, you gave me Aquaman. So I was like, okay, okay. Shazam, I'm looking at that. That, that looks good. You cannot, <laughs> absolutely cannot give me Robert Pattinson as Batman. Like, I can't, I can't accept that. I could accept that more than I can accept her. It's her acting that bugs me. But we're not reviewing the movie that no, hasn't been made. I know. I'm just saying. Deep I, breaths. Deep I breaths. Just, I can't. Okay. I can't. So I saw Isn't It Romantic? Yes. Which stars Rebel Wilson, crushed it, and Liam Hemsworth, who is. A Hemsworth. Bro- Hemsworth. Brother of Thor. Yes. Not Loki. Brother of Thor, and he and uh, he just married Miley Cyrus. And why I cannot remember her name, I don't know. But you were saying, She's, why did he marry Miley no. Cyrus? She, this, this woman is an Indian actress, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my entire life. She starred in the TV show Quantico, and I think her last you, name's Chopra. You and don't, she just married a Jonas brother. You don't think maybe that's a little bit of hyperbole? One of the most beautiful. Have women. you ever seen her? I, 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 okay. I, evidently I haven't. Like, oh my god, she is perfect. If if I look directly like at You'd her, will, will that I will it just split my retinas in half? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at your up. your your pupil immediately dilates. <laughs> You're just like ah, it burns. Uh, and her voice is like butter and just she's so she, beautiful. so she's the anti Medusa is what you're saying. Yes, yes. But most important, you have Rebel Wilson. But I have to say, oh, her name is, oh, that's right. It's Priyanka, Priyanka Chopra. That sounds like a made-up word. It does, doesn't it? But it's not. 
Now, see, these pictures aren't Actually, really showing up. her okay. name sounds like one of those names you put together, you like, after people have... I can understand why people might find her fetching. Like, <laughs> she's just, uh... She's just exquisite. Anyway, uh, I... Here's the point. There are a lot of attractive people in here, and here's the story. It starts out with Jennifer Saunders as Rebel Wilson's mom, and they're watching Pretty Woman, and Rebel Wilson's character is, I don't know, 12. Now, I have issue with Pretty Woman. I it's To me, it's not this princess movie. I enjoy parts of it, and I recently rewatched it just you to... You don't like Cinderella as told through the, the, the eyes prism of a prostitute, of a, yeah. Okay, all right. All right, um, just, Putting it out there. I, it's. uh, There's, there are a lot of movies, and especially with their happy endings that don't necessarily hold up if you start thinking about it. The fact, like, what do the two of them have in common? Money. They both like money. Now, I don't, I don't hate the movie Pretty Woman. I simply don't understand how so many little girls grow up loving it when it is a movie about a prostitute who marries her John. Anyway. And, and, and George tries to... I, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. See? Well, listen, I, I will also give you... That is the same generation that holds Greece in high regard. And do you know what the the moral Greece. of Greece is? Yes. Change everything for someone else so they'll like you. I'm Don't just, be yourself. All you have to do is change everything about you and the boys will like you. I've said that. I think I go, said that go when Greece I first Go Grease Lightning. Saw it. You're burning up the quarter mile. Anyway. So. Um, Tune in next time. I don't even know what I was when saying. When Jane so anyway. and I ruin romantic comedies <laughs> and other films that you thought you loved. So here's the thing. Jennifer Saunders is saying to her daughter, you know, the, these things don't exist. There is no happy ending, yada, yada, yada. And uh, her, she's all like, ah. And then fast forward, she's like 35-ish. She is is in a small apartment in New York. It's not disgusting, but it's not awesome. And she gets herself to work, and then stuff happens that happens in a regular office. For instance, Rebecca Wilson plays an architect. She walks in. She walks by this guy who she's probably worked with for years. He hands her the trash and says, since you're going that way, can you take my trash? And she takes it because you, sometimes it's just a situation like that. So, But every day she's taking his trash, and every day she's doing someone else's job. And her assistant is only watching movies, by the way, The Wedding Singer, Instead of assisting her. And she walks in to make a presentation because she is an architect. She walks in, maybe the only woman in the room, and Liam is there in all his handsomeness. And he assumes she's there to bring the coffee. And so she goes and gets it because she doesn't know how to handle the situation. Or because a Hemsworth asked her to. Well, yeah, there's that. So you have this going on. And, um, oh, what is his name? <sighs> The guy from Pitch Perfect that was in Pitch Perfect with uh, Rebel Wilson. Adam Adam Devine? Devine? No, not... Levine? Levine. Is that? Devine. Maybe? Look it up. I already did. You'd recognize the guy. Anyway. I probably wouldn't. You're you naming would. a lot of movies. I know. <laughs> anyway, he's hilarious and can sing. So clearly, you see from the moment that he's talking to Rebel Wilson, you can see that he likes her character. That is blatantly obvious. So then she goes through her miserable life after after having a discussion with her assistant who loves rom-coms, loves them. And so for three hours, Rebel Wilson's character breaks down every cliche, every trope, 
and nails it, really. Things that you and I have thought of, if not said aloud. Rebel Wilson has the comic timing of, like, the 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 gazelle-like Melissa McCarthy. Like, yeah. like she glides. Oh, my God, she's funny. She glides through comic. I'm just saying, like, it's just, it's magn- It's a ballet. And, like, Rebel Wilson and her, like, I don't know if they would be able to share the screen together because no film could handle that amount of comic timing. So like, funny. Both of them are just, just legitimately, like, ridiculously, just, they can soak the comic marrow mm-hmm. out of any bone. So here's the thing. Obviously, being released on Valentine's Day, Isn't It Romantic, is a rom-com. It is so clever and so genuinely funny it's not that they're talk they're not breaking the fourth wall but what the story is she is being mugged and she gets knocked out because she's so clumsy she runs into a pillar in the subway and apparently she was injured so greatly she was put into a coma so most of the movie is her in a coma and she realizes something is wrong because as she wakes up I don't remember his name, except I do know I love him. He stars in Lucifer that just now went to Hulu. He's divine. Did you just say you love Lucifer? He stars as. Okay, anyway, fair enough. So he's the doctor, and he's just drop-dead gorgeous. And she wakes up in this room full of flowers, and she starts realizing this isn't right. And then she realizes she is in a stupid romantic comedy. And everyone looks her in the eyes, and she she calls. You've seen it in the trailer. She calls nine one one because she has a bigger apartment, and uh, better stuff. And part of the whole this is in a rom com is the gay guy friend who apparently has no job and no purpose except to help her with the clothing montage. I mean, she they say everything in the front when she's. Just it, saying how stupid these are. It sounds almost like what the original scream was to horror films. Yes, yes. Like it's it, it doesn't it doesn't fourth wall break necessarily, mm-hmm. but like it's it is aware. It's almost so it, it's so self aware. Like you're waiting for it to do that Deadpool like yes. look at the camera, and it's just so funny. Really, now there are some jokes because Anna Gray said, "What did she say?" It's like no, 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 nope. Uh, for instance, she when she realizes she's in a rom-com and she can't get out of it, she wants to express herself with language. But every time she tries to use language... She realizes she's in a PG-13? Yes. Okay. And that happens throughout. <laughs> and it's just one thing after another. And the it's really funny. And the way it wraps up is funny. If you give this kind of material, like, and, and properly written to the correct... Like I said, the... The the fact that you're basically deconstructing a genre, mm-hmm. like while simultaneously being in yes. that genre, kind of what what um, the uh, twenty one and twenty two Jump Street, yes, like were like recognizing all, all of the things that are wrong about it and, and parodying like it within with it's a very delicate balance, and if you don't do it correctly, you just come off as the cliche that you're trying to call out. Adam Devine. Why did I we not were, remember? I think Adam we Devine. got that series of letters. Yes. Possibly. Adam Devine and Lucifer. That's Tom Ellis, by the way. Lucifer coming to Hulu soon. So a great cast. And as it starts in 
even before she's in a coma, Anna Grace says, everyone is so incredibly attractive. And once she's in the coma, the extras, I mean, everyone is incredibly attractive. And the... <laughs> The way the music is used whenever she walks, it's it's beautifully done. No, you don't have to see it on the big screen, but I found it delightful. Hey, and Mike, honestly, the the previews themselves seem like a pretty solid. And like yeah. I I am not a romantic comedy. Yeah, guy. there were no aliens. There were no car chases. I was thoroughly entertained. I didn't squirm once. It's. I don't even know if it was an hour and a half. I mean, it was it was tight. Well, or like I'll say, like movies that are written well and like have proper pacing. I mean, mm -hmm. it, good movies move briskly, even when they're right. not just an hour and a half. If you feel like you've been in a movie like for two hours and you're only an hour in, mm -hmm. somebody on on the other end of the movie has not done their job probably either the writer did something wrong the director the performer somebody has not done what they were supposed to on that like best case scenario like you want to leave the theater either wanting more or just being like wait whoa it what two hours huh mm -hmm. like the i think it was the the original men in black like i left the theater i wanted more I didn't feel like I had been there as long as that's the way you need to mm -hmm. leave. That is any how I left kind this. Of, of film. Like, like I said, if you, if you are experiencing any, any of those other negative emotions, you have not real you, you haven't got like that properly cooked steak. Mm -hmm. This was, I really can't say enough, especially what it was accomplishing and it just so well performed and very entertaining. So, uh, I'm I'm all for it. I was going to say something brilliant about it, but I already forgot what it was. So loved it. That's why we write things down. I know just, it was it was right there. You just, know, it was right there. I'm just saying, Mark, Mark Twain had a whole bunch of good ideas, wrote them down, turned them into books, and we're still talking about him now. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Just just take the time. <sighs> write write it down. The dance. Oh, that's what it is. Posted to Facebook. Hey hey hey. Yes. The story. The the. She thought to get out of this whole rom-com thing, because she doesn't know how to get out of this. She thinks she's in another dimension. She doesn't know she's in a coma, obviously. Sure. So she thinks to get out of it, she has to end the story. So someone has to fall in love with her. And she keeps switching that person. Because she thinks that's how all rom-coms end. Get to, it has to she has to end. get to the end of the, yes. the story. And then she realizes she has to learn to love herself. Because she just didn't like herself. So she had no confidence. Which, by the way, is a great thing for anyone, not just little girls to know. It's a great thing for anyone to know if you don't and like And especially yourself. for a rom-com to teach yes. you. Yes. Because a lot of times, basically, the end of a romantic comedy tells you that you're nothing until right. you're in a and relationship. they make a point of saying, you're, you're, you're fine. Your, li your life's empty if you don't have somebody that loves you of the, you mm -hmm. know, the opposite gender or like that you're that you care about or that like they they have to care about you that mm -hmm. something about like one of those things has to happen or you are unfulfilled and another thing i liked about it is rebel wilson is a woman of some size honestly she she's probably the average height and weight of most people in the world uh today or at least americans and australians anyway it's that's not a joke. That's not something that's pointed out. It's not 
it's just her, you know? Yeah. It's not, well, I like you because you're this way. The only thing that was referenced was she says, I'll never look like her. And no, I mean, uh, why did I forget her name already? The beautiful Indian woman. I mean, she's tall and lithe. The one that's and married, she was like a Miss married Universe. to a Jonas. Yeah. I mean, no, she never will look like her. Which sounds like a reality show coming yeah. to E. Yeah, it does. Married to a Jonas. But there's... She's not made fun of, and she shouldn't be, and it's not made into a big deal. It's just, that's it. And Rebel Wilson lets loose. I I am thrilled it exists. That's I, that's pretty high price. Like, I, I mean, honestly, yeah. for, for a podcast that very traditionally does not give out <laughs> things that you could put on a poster or would want on your poster... I, that that's actually that's a rarity that we would give yes. out one that you could actually that's a quotation you could put on top of the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Thrilled it exists, and I really like the dress at the end. And to see a Hemsworth with a saxophone, hilarious. It's not a hammer, but it's funny. Anyway, speaking of hammers, I noticed that the other Hemsworth did throw a hammer in Men in Black International. But we won't discuss it because we haven't seen it. I'm going to go ahead and say the irony of that situation was yes. not lost on the director or producers yes. of Men in Black. <laughs> okay, so you're listening to Parental Guidance Suggested. Jane Ellen and Adam Cravens from high atop the Hinson Oakley Podcast Center. The one that is not Aquila and the Bee, it's what? Alita Battle Angel. Yes. You see how I confused them. I Sure, yes. Now, uh, I, we were very keen to see that the initial reviews were, eh, what did you think? Um, honestly, um, there is a lot of this film that I enjoy, and there is a lot of this film that I could have done without. And if I'm remembering the trailer, it's, is it regular people, and she's like kind of sort of different, or are they all... I don't, is it animated or not? I don't remember. Or is she the only animated part? There is motion capture and there is live action. Okay. There's a lot of CGI. Like it's. And she's got like really big eyes or something. Yes, right. she is. She is a a cyborg. Okay. Like the to give you a little bit was on she the, was passing. Was she passing? Think think if uh, Pinocchio had been told from the perspective of the guy that gave you Terminator. And mm -hmm. you get a very good idea hmm. of what this movie is. Yeah. James Cameron actually announced this as his next film that he was going to direct way back in 2003 after he finished working on the television series Dark Angel. And he directed this one? Uh, no. 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 He I is working he on the 72 Avatar sequels. Robert Rodriguez, who did um, the Sin City movies, uh, Once Kids. Upon a Time in Mexico, Spy, Spy Kids. Kids. Yeah. Um, he's done a, a... He knows what he's doing. He, he, he understands how to direct. Yeah. Um, Cameron, again, um, busy counting all that Avatar money and developing the simultaneous, I think it's four sequels. I... I'll be to honest. Titanic or uh, Avatar. <laughs> I'm sorry. Titanic. I'm sorry. <laughs> That'd be funny. Well, 20th Century Fox, honestly, like they they bought this movie with the intention of him doing it roughly 20 years ago. He has been talking about doing this movie. Basically, he he had said, "I'm going to. I have two. And so this was a comic book, I guess. Maybe it's a uh, manga. Which oh, okay. is it's. Uh, I, I mean, you're you're on the right. Is. Yeah, you're you're on the right the right track there. Um. 
So this is of Japanese origin, the story. Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I believe it was uh, Guillermo del Toro had brought it to James Cameron's attention. Mm-hmm. And he just, he flipped for it. He's like, this is fast. I mean, if you'll even look at a lot of the the stuff in it, it's futuristic. Mm-hmm. There are cyborgs. Like, there there's machine Like, it's stuff that James Cameron likes to deal with. Yes. And honestly, this movie would have been perfect for him. Is Linda Hamilton in it? No. Oh. Well, no, she's, she's not. No, his, his usual cast of players is not, hmm. is not there. So what is the story of Alita? She... Other than she seems to be the only one that's like her? She, I can't get into the specifics. Can you not even tell me what's about Adam? She, she is a robot yeah. that can throw down. Like, she okay. is a robot that knows how to um, kick some of the proverbial tail. So she is, hmm, she is like the second Terminator when Arnold was good. Yes, and Pinocchio if he was also Neo from the Matrix. I see. Okay. And the story has to do with what? Do um, they save the world? Is she saving? Is, is there any saving? There's a lot of saving. There's saving. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, the, okay. The the catch, I, I, I can't say a lot of the, 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 the film what relies. Is it Sixth Sense? Is, is she a guy? Is it, is it? No, she's not a dude. It's <laughs> not. It's not crying game? No, it's not crying game. <laughs> no, the, there, a the lot of game. her, a, a lot of her past is, is shrouded in a lot of secrecy. And this is in not quite a post-apocalyptic society, but like, this is like, past a a war that has decimated a lot mm-hmm. of your your infrastructure there are like some varying degrees like severe separations of like societal differences mm-hmm. um and so she's separated in some way well she she's separated because she is essentially a machine and mm-hmm. she's hanging around a lot of non-machines well humans sure That's sure not yes or non-machines <laughs> as we call ourselves <laughs> I have a non-machine. <laughs> but, like, the more she goes, like, she finds out, like, she is a, a very capable fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and eventually she stumbles on to a robot body that seems to be connecting directly to her mind and almost anticipating, like, mm-hmm. things, ma- basically making her a more proficient, like, killer. Like, mm-hmm. and, like... like I don't. I don't want to spill it because it it is actually an interesting story. Okay. The catch of it is though, a lot of you, I guess, buying into all of this is very dependent on you accepting the relationships. And I don't think Rodriguez necessarily excels in this. Direction. Like you want like like witty banter. You yes. want like a good fight scene. Yes. You want like a a good like standoff or like, a monkey. Well, sure, monkeys. Uh, why not? There are no monkeys in this movie. Okay. Robots or otherwise. Um, Rodriguez, I think, it feels like he almost passes over a lot of the emotional beats. Hmm. Like, to just get to the the next action scene. And there's a lot of really spectacular action. There's a lot of really overt CGI. Wait, wait, wait. Did he make a motion capture film without Andy Serkis? Is that I think even they did. allowed? I, I believe the Geneva Conventions allow for one, right. one to be done a year without uh, circus. Okay. He, he has to be present for all of them, but he does not have to just, capture the motions. It sounds wrong when you say those words. Seems like it would have been... It, 
Yeah. He probably he showed up on set one day. And he's so just, is that why the reviews I've seen have been not so bright and shiny? But be, not that it's horrible. People just aren't going over the moon. And the the catch about it is the movie cost about I I think they said after tax rebates a gajillion about, about 170 million dollars. And it did not make that opening day. No. It is not be it is not an out and out failure like I think in the US it did somewhere around like 20 29 million they were predicting about i think like 20 million mm-hmm. and it's done closer to 30 million that's not a bad number but when your budget is that high like more or less you need to do about three times your budget to, like to really like start making money for your studio mm-hmm. so this movie has to make around somewhere between 550 to 600 million dollars for 20th century fox or eventually i guess disney to see a profit with this movie and it's doing well it's moving but it's not at that rate that like say one of the earlier transformers movies Mm -hmm. was doing it or a one of those fast and the furious films seemed to make staggering amounts of money that i don't understand by the way i've never actually seen an entire fast and furious i've seen a few minutes of something angelina jolie was in one i saw like she was in a garage. That's all I know. I think that's gone in 60 seconds. That is not oh. a Fast and the Furious okay, movie. Okay, well then I've not seen one. That's, that's just another terrible movie with cars. <laughs> that's <laughs> Much like Cars 2 and 3. <laughs> and Planes, which is a terrible movie with planes. Anyway, however, the one coming up with um, just what's-his-face and what's-his-face... Jason Statham and The Rock? Yes. Okay, yes. That one. Wow. That literally, you gave me no information besides the fact that it somehow tied in to Fast and the Furious. See, I know you'd get it. That is that is the wonder of us. Uh, that, I wouldn't mind seeing. It, uh, what is it, Hobbs and Shaw, I think? That um, sounds right. Or, no, it's the, I think one it's, that, the one that showed before the, the, the big Hooch, game. Hooch, Turner, and... No. It's not Turner and Hooch. That's that's a Tom Hanks movie where he has a dog. And I believe they solve crimes. <laughs> I think there's drooling. <laughs> yes, there is and drooling. And I think they solve crimes in this one. Anyway, um, yeah, that one I might watch. But anyway, so uh, Alita is okay. It's If you want to see some like solid action... Um, uh, Kristen saw this one with me, and it was better than she was expecting something a little bit less. This is about where I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Honest to goodness, I think this is just going to be another movie that would have been better if James Cameron would have directed it. He was attached to the original Spider-Man for years mm-hmm. before Sam, Sam Raimi directed it. F- film did fine, but I think it would have been better if James Cameron would have directed the movie. And I think this is another one. It's tailor-made to his sensibilities. Mm-hmm. It's in the future. It's got robots fighting. I'm just telling you, like, James Cameron did the greatest robots fighting movie yeah. ever made way back. And it wasn't Rock'em Sock'em either. No, like I'm saying, like, Terminator 2 is still one of the greatest action, sci-fi action movies ever made. This movie, like, give that man $170 million and let him make robots fighting. Like, I don't... I don't care about Avatar. Like <laughs> I don't either. I, I like I it saw the first movie. Pretty. It's it, it is pretty. a technical marvel, but like yes. I didn't need I a care. retelling of no. Fern Gully or Dances with Wolves. Both of them were fine. And I guess I can see where there'd be a sequel, but four of them? I don't 
It's not like they're hobbits. Listen, Come on, man. The 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 key <laughs> the key word here, Jane, is two point seven billion dollars. That's why that's why Avatar Again, is getting Transformers makes money. I'm I'm just saying, but they don't. Nobody makes that kind of money. And yet, Adam and I would like to make this perfectly clear. If anyone would like to employ us in any of those films, I will be in I'm any. Talking of, to you, Mr. Adam Sandler. Any any of We're those here. stupid Avatar movies. I don't care. I will. I will motion capture whatever you want me to do. And if your beloved sister Sarah is cast in the next one, I will applaud her while gritting my teeth as she counts her Avatar money. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. listen, those movies are going to make uh, a bucket ton. Yeah. Like, they, they just will. I'm just saying, like, it, it, do, are, there, are there Avatar conventions? Like, are, are people reading Avatar comic books? Like, are you still playing with your Avatar action figures? I don't even know their names. There's the, something about a tree? Oh, Jixali. That's I, I remember that just because <laughs> of the way... Were they Japanese? No, that's the way she she's a the 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 avatar, oh, the blue yeah. avatar girl, the one that looked like the character from Star Wars, the or Star Trek. No, Star Wars, the dancing one with the tail. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Oh, the the one from Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. Uh-huh. You were thinking of the green one from Star Trek. I don't mix up my green women no, and my blue women. No, Ohura is who in the new Star Trek movies is the voice. Uh, Natiri is that her name? I don't know. In the listen, I, the probably the last time I saw Avatar was Good. in Avatar. Yeah. That's that's the one who plays Uhura. Oh, the new ones. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say no, I not Michelle, not Michelle Nichols. Nichols. No, no. I feel like I'm in a fog. Why? Because everyone in my house is sick. Okay, so Alita, the Battle Angel, it's okay, and the other one you saw. Uh, oh dear, hold on, my 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 brain just froze. Uh, Cold Pursuit, Cold Pursuit. I don't even know what that is. It is a Liam Neeson movie where they hurt one of his children and he He must kill them. Like, similar. This sounds fresh and new. Similar to the way that Die Hard inspired a slew of knockoffs in the late 80s, early 90s. Except. They didn't start instead. Instead, it would be like if every Die Hard knockoff starred Bruce. Like if Bruce Willis was in speed. And under siege, and executive executive decision, but Liam Neeson has starred on so all funny. of these knockoffs of Taken. Basically, you hurt something that he likes, and then he kills you. <laughs> In Taken, somebody kidnapped his daughter, so he just started beating people up. In the next one, I think they kidnap his wife, so he just starts beating people I, up. I'm fine with it. And weren't there like five of them though? I think three, maybe. Oh. I don't know what they take in the third. Maybe I'm his wife and his daughter. Wish. Yeah, I think in one they take them both at the same time. In in this film, um, his son is kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. They think that he has some of their the drugs that um, one of the individuals with him does have. Mm-hmm. So he gets killed. Liam Neeson finds out about it, and he calmly and rationally talks to them and lets the authorities take care of it. <laughs> he just he doesn't no, no he that did not he, happen he doesn't do that he kills them brutally like in a way the punisher kills them in a way that like quentin tarantino would really? be like whoa i'm eating here guys holy cow like wow it's i That's mean honestly it's tarantino level of like it's spurty like violence like when he is punching people like and he just keeps punching them oh so they said to the foley artist <laughs> They're just like, Go wild, man. I I need I need how much 
how much fake blood can you get me here can you by make a squishy noise? By four o'clock. How much can you get here? And really, that much? Go. Okay, well, I'm going to need more. I'm going to need more than that, and we're going to need it tomorrow, too. Mm-hmm. It okay. is, uh, and remarkably, and I know that the, the film that I just described does not necessarily set up a, a particularly, like, comedic set of events. The movie's actually pretty funny. I did not expect that. Like, neither did we. Like, both of us went in kind of expecting Taken in the Snow. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, if you have seen the movie Daddy's Home 2, there is Which a I have. there is a film within a film at the very end of it. I think it's called Okay, I haven't gotten to the end. It's a, it's called like um Missile Mistletoe or something. Mm-hmm. And it's a the movie within the movie is Liam Neeson killing people and it's in like a snow cover. It's a Christmas movie mm-hmm. like he's murdering people in the snow and I believe with a snow plow. He has a snowplow in this movie. It's set like in Colorado. Like does he does he I, talk? Does he say you're getting run over with the zamboni? Does he I, say that? No, he doesn't. But uh. like, I swear to God, somebody saw Daddy's Home too and went, "Why have we not just made that movie? Somebody let's let's do. make the movie within the movie. Like, okay. can we do that? Is there any is there a rule that says we can't do that? Again, like this show, we apparently can do anything. Until someone listens. But it's, like I said, it, it is, it's a dark comedy, to be sure. Like, there's a lot of death in this movie. But there's also an odd amount of comedy that they are wringing from it. And, like, there's, there's rival, like, um, drug-like organizations. Like, is that what you call them? I, okay. That, that like, like I said, there's... My drug lord friends don't there, call anymore. There is bloodshed, like... To, to go around in this So how did the kids like it? Uh, we did not bring them. I see. We decided against it. All right. But you were entertained? It, and like I said, and Surprisingly. I don't know if it's because I wasn't, because that is not the way that the previews have really purported this movie to be. It looks, like I said, it just kind of looks to be another Liam Neeson movie where he just he beats the living pulpit and I mean listen the guy trained Batman he's the voice of Aslan Um, he can do anything outside of you know let's say Raylan Givens um John Wick like Mm -hmm. don't don't touch anything of this he doesn't like it like don't touch his dog like don't take his lunch out of the fridge He's don't like, oh know. dear stay away from his kids if you were stupid enough to touch anything of liam neeson's you deserve what you get next he is just like francis in stripes you touch my stuff i kill you except he really yeah. like really does lighten up francis okay so there you have it uh the green book Good grown-up movie. Isn't it romantic? Hilarious. Alita, the battle angel. It's okay. And Cold Pursuit. Funny. Surprisingly funny. If if not excessively violent. And yes. like there is a they basically keep a tally for you of everything oh, and everyone that dies in this movie. It's it's pretty significant to the point that even in the credits at the end. In, instead of saying in order of appearance, it says in order of disappearance. Like, if it, that if that tells you how much bloodshed is Sean Bean in it because he gets killed in his movies a lot. No, he there's probably a deleted scene. Probably. If I yeah, 
Well, there you have it. This is, uh, wow, we almost made it to an hour. This is Parental Guidance Suggested. Thanks for listening. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.